How did we say how many? Cam. Stretch that out a little bit. Cam. Cam. We can turn that into the question how much by just adding be in front of it, which means buy. We had buy car, bil arabeya. Now we're going to say buy how many, which is going to mean how much. So how are we going to ask how much? Bikam? Yes, <laughs> that's good. How much is the orange shirt? Bikam a t-shirt in Burtuani. Shirt, not t-shirt. What was oh, shirt? Bikam is shimmies. It's kamis, but the ka has been dropped. So it turns into amis. Yeah. How much is the orange shirt? Bikam il amis il Burtuani. How much is the large jacket? What was jacket? Jacketta. Which is with Samira or Samira? Samira. Yes. So how much is the large jacket? Bikam il jacketta ikbira. Bikam il jacketta kibira. How much is the Egyptian CD? Bikam il CD il Masri. Bekam is Sidil Masri. So you have instinctively added E on the end of Masr. Masr is Egypt. Masri, Egyptian, just as Kuwait. Kuwaiti. We can call this pattern of adding E to the end of words the Kuwaiti pattern. Now, the Kuwaiti pattern is one of the most useful ways in Arabic of instantly adding to vocab. And it can be done with a wide range of words of Arabic origin. We do do this in English as well. For example, we turn oil into oily, into a descriptive word oily, and sugar into sugary. But the Arabic Kuwaiti pattern is more standard and is equivalent to many other English endings as well, such as the ending ik as in Islamic or shun as in Egyptian that we've just seen. This is all the Kuwaiti pattern. It's all e. It could be al as in musical or ease as in Japanese. All these different ways in English we have of making a descriptive word out of a noun. In Arabic, can all be done with the Kuwaiti pattern, can all be done with E. The colours that end with E, like Lamuni, Mishmishi, they don't generally go through the Samira door. It's too much trouble, I think. So they don't generally change for feminine words. So how would you say the lemon-coloured blouse? Elamis Elamuni. That's the lemon-coloured shirt. What was blouse? Oh, blusa. Yes. El blusa, el limoni. That's it. Don't send it through the Samira door, these colours. And what about the brown jacket? El jaqueta, el bonilla. You don't usually send the colours ending with E through the Samira door. They're an exception. They prefer to go with Samir. So try and multicolor up Samir's door and send Bunny with him, even though it's a feminine word. So the brown jacket. Il jaqueta il Bunny. Can I see the brown jacket? Mumkin ashuf il jaqueta il Bunny. Mumkin ashuf il jaqueta il Bunny. How would you say, as a woman, asking a woman, "I want the orange blouse, please." An 
البلوزة البرتواني من فضلك أنا عاوزة البلوزة البرتقاني من فضلك What about how much is the lemon-colored tie? بكم الكرافات Yes, cravata. It's like cravat, but with an a on the end. It also has an additional vowel sound. Al-caravata. Bikam al-caravata al-limoni. Bikam al-caravata al-limoni. Can you say it again like it's a question? Bikam al-caravata al-limoni. Yes. So in Arabic, generally speaking, if you know a word, you can add E and you have a description. If you're two for one. So for example, Arab means Arab. So how would you say Arabic? Arabi. Arabi. The Arabic book. Ikitab al Arabiya. Does it go with Samir or Samira? Samiro. So the Arabic book is Ikitab al Arabi. Ikitab al Arabi. What was Islam? Islam. Notice the emphasis. Islam. Islam. So what's Islamic? Islami. That's it. Again, two for one. You know one word, you've got another one instantly. So how would you say an Islamic bank? Bank Islami. Bank Islami. You can do the same with house. What's house? Bait. So how would you say homemade or of the house? Beatty. That's it. Beatty. So how would you say, is this pizza homemade? How do you say this pizza? El pizza da? El pizza di. Yeah, because it's going through with Samira. But we're not going to send Beatty through with Samira, because generally it doesn't change for masculine and feminine Beatty. So how would you say, is this pizza homemade? El pizza di Beatty. Mm-hmm. We can do it with words like Arab, Islam, Beit. We can put the E on the end to make a descriptive word. We can do it with almost any country to make a nationality. So, for example, Is Sudan is Sudan, or literally the Sudan in Arabic, Is Sudan. So, how would we say Sudanese? Sudani. Yeah. Is he Sudanese? هو سوداني هو سوداني Are you Sudanese asking a man انت سوداني انت سوداني One thing about Sudani that you might find interesting is that Sudani is the Arabic name for peanuts probably because they originated from Sudan So you got three for one there <laughs> Sudan Sudani and an additional meaning peanuts You can do it with words also, for example, like falah. What does falah mean first? We had the falahin gate, which was the what gate? Farmers. Yes. The farmers gate. Yes. So falah means? Farmer. What do you imagine falahi might mean? Agricultural. Close. Yes. Very close. Would you say that land was falahi, that farmed? No. Quite. It's more rustic. Would that be mafluch? I don't think you can have mafluch. That was a nice concept. <laughs> 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 
but you can have falahi, which is rustic. But just the fact you've、mm. made, you've put it into the Mahmud pattern, you've started playing with the roots, shows that you've actually started now to make your own investigations, weave your own vocabulary. So falahi means rustic. So how would you say a rustic house? Beit falahi. Beit falahi. So you can do it with a wide variety of words. You can do it with something like madrasa. But if a word ends in a, you have to take that off before you add the e before you put it into the Kuwaiti pattern. So how would we say scholastic? Madrasi. Madrasi. Scholastic is a rather specialised term in English. Often we just use school as a descriptive word as well as a noun. So we might say the school day, for example. How would you say the school day? But you have to use the Kuwaiti word, the descriptive word. Yom. It's the school day. So what's missing on the beginning of yom? The. Il. Yes, it's like il jaketa, il kabira, the big jacket. They both need to pick up il. So the school day. What you're going to say is the scholastic day, if you like. But they both need to have il. So the school day would be. اليوم المدرسي. اليوم المدرسي. We could say the school day is long. What was long? طويل. Yeah, the school day is long. اليوم المدرسي طويل. Why is the school day long? اليوم المدرسي طويل ليه؟ اليوم المدرسي طويل ليه؟ Another word. This time, a country with an a on the end. Surya, meaning Syria. Yes, Surya. So, what's Syrian? Suri. Yes. This time, we have to take off the y sound as well. So it's Surya, and the y comes off with the a. Suri. Surya. Suri. So, how would you ask a man? Are you Syrian? Enter Suri. Enter Suri. How would you ask? Is your father Syrian? Asking a female. What's father first? Abu. All right. Now the tag for your female is ik. But something happens when you、key? stick it. Does it turn around to key? That's it. So what's your father talking to a woman? Abu ki. Yes. Is your father Syrian? Abu ki suri. Abuki Suri. With nationalities, words in the Kuwaiti pattern do agree with the noun, so they do go through the Samira door. So, how would you ask a woman, "Is your mother Syrian?" Ummik Suriya. Ummik Suriya. How about asking, "Is she Syrian?" Hiya Suriya. What about asking a woman, "Are you Sudanese?" Anti Sudania, anti Sudania. You could do the same with Spain, for example, which is Aspania. You take the ya off again, make a Kuwaiti word out of it. So Aspania is Spain, and Spanish is Aspani, Aspani, Aspani. So how would you say a Spanish film? Film Aspani, film Aspani. There's a Spanish film. Today in the cinema, what's today? Anaharda. 
There's a Spanish film today in the cinema. Da film. There's. How do you say there is? It's like a longer version of in. Oh, fee. That's it. Okay. Um, okay there's. Fee film. Asbani. Fil cinema anacharda. Yeah, and so is one of the words that. Fil cinema. Yeah. Once more. Fee film asbani fil cinema anacharda. في فيلم أسباني في السينما النهاردة. So there's lots of different words we can get at. Our Kuwaiti pattern can go on as long as we keep acquiring words. We can keep applying the Kuwaiti pattern and getting two for one. Words like musika, which means music. Yes. So what would musical be? Musiki. That's it. Musika, meaning music, is one of a few words where even in Egyptian spoken, you don't lose the qa sound. So it's not musika, just because it sounds so strange. For this one, the Egyptian people do make the effort to pronounce the qa. So you get musika and musiki, meaning musical. There are other words like that as well, aren't there? Like qariya, the word for village qariya, yes, that you yes. don't drop. So it's there are a, a few, handful. A handful of yeah. words where it's just too much to lose the qa. Now, what about a word like, for example, hukuma? Hukuma means government. Hukuma with a ha. What's the root? Hukuma. Yes. Hukuma. 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 So how would you say governmental or government as a descriptive word? Hukumi. Hukumi. A government office. Maktab hukumi. Maktab hukumi. What about she's a manager in a government office? Heya mudira fi maktab hukuma. Government as in governmental. Sometimes we use the same word in English, like we say school day, which is actually a description, or at school. And we say government office when we're actually using government in this sense in the descriptive. When it's descriptive, we have to use the Kuwaiti pattern. So a government office is? Maktab Hokumi. Yeah. So she's a manager in a government office. Heya mudira fi maktab Hokumi. هي مديرة في مكتب حكومي. Let's look at another pattern now, which we can use for comparing things. In English, when we compare, we use words like more or most, the more comfortable, the most comfortable. Or we may add er or est on the end of a word. The coldest day, the hottest temperature. Arabic uses a pattern for the equivalent of this comparing that we do in English with more or most. And it puts the root of a word into a pattern which I'm going to call the Ashraf pattern. Because Ashraf is again a name that is probably familiar to you, will help you remember the pattern. Ashraf. What's the root of Ashraf? Sharafa. And we had a word meaning noble, which is another name from the same root. Sharif. Yes. So can you hear that when we put the root sharafa into the ashraf pattern, we've put an a before the whole root, before the sh, and then we've put the first root sh, the second root r, and then another a 
before the third root, Ashraf. And there are quite a number of Arabic names that fall into this pattern. So Ashraf actually means most noble. Sharif is noble. Ashraf, most noble. And there are other names as well. There are. If you think of uh, Ahmad, for instance, from the root Hamada to praise, Ahmad is the most praised. And Akram, uh, the root Karama, linked with uh, generosity, you have the name Akram, the most generous. Akmal, from the root Kamala, to be complete, is the most complete. And if you remember, President Sadat of Egypt was called Anwar Sadat. Anwar, from the root Nawara, to do with light. Amgad, Magada, from the root connected to glory. Asad, from Saada, from the root connected with being very lucky and happy. So some of those names will be familiar to you already and will help fix the pattern that we're going to use for comparing. So one of the most useful words we can put into this pattern, one of the most useful roots we can put into this pattern, is the root ka-ba-ra. So what was big or large in Arabic? Kibir. So put that root into the ashraf pattern. Akbar. Yes. And what does that mean? The greatest. Yes, could mean the greatest, or the biggest, or bigger, larger. In Arabic, there's no difference between bigger and biggest. The word is akbar. So how would I say, this blouse is bigger? El da akbar. Yes, what did you actually say? Did you say this blouse? Oh, I said this shirt. So it was a perfectly good sentence. And now try, this blouse is bigger. El blusa di Akbara. Ah. Oh. There's a point here that Akbar and the Ashraf words in general do not need to go through the Samira door. Okay. They, they don't change at all, so just leave it the same. So how would you say this blouse is bigger? El blusa di Akbar. El blusa di Akbar. And this shirt is bigger was, remind us? El amista Akbar. El amis da akbar. What about, there isn't anything bigger? How did we say anything or something? Hega. There isn't anything bigger. Mafish hega akbar. Yes. Mafish haga akbar. But how would you say it as a question? Is there anything bigger? Mafish haga akbar. Yes, <laughs> just mm. with the intonation. Yes. It's this, the, the words are the same, it's just how you say it. Mafish haga akbar. And how would we put that into the past and say, there wasn't anything bigger? Can mafish? We've got to put oh, mafish mm. into the past. How are we going to do that? What do verb are we going to use? Makanshfi. That's right. We're putting the mat and the shirt around the can this time. So there wasn't anything bigger. Makanshfi haga akbar. That's it. Makanshfi haga akbar. Wasn't there anything bigger? akbar. <laughs> and did you notice the little helping vowel between kanshifi because it's n sh and then f? So naturally, Mahmoud put in this helping vowel. We can also use akbar in combination with another word to mean the equivalent of bigger than, but. 
In Arabic, we don't say than, we say from, literally. Bigger, from. What was from? Min. That's it. So if I want to say, for example, Baghdad is bigger than Basra, and it's the Basra in Arabic, mm -hmm. how would we say that? Baghdad akbar min al-Basra. Baghdad akbar min al-Basra. How would you say their house is bigger than ours? And generally you'd say their house is bigger than our house. Beituhum akbar min beitina. The structure's right. How are you saying the first word? Beituhum. That's it. Why are you saying beituhum rather than beituhum? Does bait end with two consonants? No. So we don't need the helping vowel before the hum because there's only t and h. And it's only when we add three consonants together that we need it. So it's bait hum. Also, how would you say our house? Baitna? Yes, because again, you don't need the helping vowel. So try it again. Bait hum akbar min baitna. Bait hum akbar min baitna. In the earlier courses, we met terni, meaning another thing, a second thing, or again. And itterni can be used to mean the other one, the second one, the other one, itterni. So how would you say this shop is bigger than the other one? What was shop? Mahal. So what's this shop? Il mahalda. Yeah. This shop is bigger than the other one. Il mahalda akbar min iltani. Okay, but t is one of the sounds that absorbs uh, the l. Itani. That's it. Al-mahalda akbar min al-tani. Did you hear the helping vowel? Yeah. Why is the helping vowel between mahal and da? Because you've got those consonants there again. It's, and it's a double l, l, mahalda. Try it once more. Al-mahalda akbar min al-tani. That's it. In the right context. Akbar can also mean older because we met the phrase kabir fisin to mean old for people, as in old in age or long in the tooth, big in the tooth. And you can use akbar as long as it's within the context of people, then it will mean older. So how would you ask a female, is your daughter older than your son? Bintik akbar min ibnik. Bintik. Akbar min ibnik. And how would you ask a man the same question? Bintak akbar min ibnak. Bintak akbar min ibnak. Now the thing about min is we can also hook our tags on the end of it. So if we want to say from me, or in this context than me, we can pick up the tag for me and put it on the end. So if I wanted to say older than me, what would I say? Akbar minni. Yes. So if I wanted to say he's older than me. Huwa akbar minni. Huwa akbar minni. She's older than him. Heya akbar minnu. Heya akbar minnu. What does the tag for e become after a vowel like abu or aho? Ya. So if I wanted to say my brother's older than me. Akhuya akbar minni. Akhuya akbar minni. Sister in Arabic sounds a little similar to brother. So brother is akhu. Sister is ukht. 
Ucht. So what's my sister? Uchti. And what's her sister? Uchtehe. That's it. You put in the helping vowel because of the two consonants at the end of ucht. Uchti. Uchtehe. So how would you say, I'm older than my sister? Anna akbar min uchti. Anna akbar min uchti. My brother's older than me, but I'm older than my sister. Akhoya akbar minni, bas ana akbar min uchtu uchti. That's it. <laughs> Good. Akhoya akbar minni, bas ana akbar min uchti. I'm older than her. Ana akbar. What's the tag for her? Aha. Or just her? Yes, just her. You only need the ah if it's a helping vowel. Her. So where are we going to put that? We're going to put that on the end of... Min. Yes. So I'm older than her. Ana akbar min her. What's older? Say akbar. Yes, it's a pure k. Don't get it mixed up with the ch sound in the middle of ahu and ucht. It's just akbar. Ana akbar min her. Now, if we want it to mean the oldest or the biggest, then all we have to do is to put it directly in front of the noun it describes. For example, the biggest school, in Arabic, you just say biggest, using the ashraf pattern, school. Put them directly together. So how do you say the biggest school? Akbar al-madrasa. And without the, you don't need the the, because you're just saying biggest school which has the meaning of the biggest school. Akbar Madrasa. That's it. So how would you say, this is the biggest school in Egypt? Hega Akbar. How do you say this when you're referring to something that ends in ah with the Samira? D. That's it. This is the biggest school in Egypt. D. Akbar Madrasa fi Masr. D. Akbar Madrasa fi Masr. What was restaurant? Matam. That's it. Matam. So what's the biggest restaurant? The largest restaurant? Akbar Matam. Can we have the ah in the middle? Akbar Matam. Yeah, the root is ta, the back ta, ta, ah, ma. So Matam is a place where food is. Matam. So the largest restaurant? Akbar Matam. So how would you say this is the largest restaurant in the town? Da akbar matam fil Medina. Da akbar matam fil Medina. So let's look at some more words in the Ashraf pattern. First of all, we'll have a go at making words in the Ashraf pattern from descriptive words we already know. And then we'll do them all together so we get the pattern in our head. And then we'll move on to seeing what we can say with these new words we've created. So, what was beautiful? Gamil. And what's the root there? Gamala. So how would you say more beautiful or most beautiful? Agmel. Make it short at the end. It's just a short ah. Agmal. Stress the first bit. Agmal. Oh, I see. Agmal. <laughs> They're both short, but you're stressing the first syllable more. Gamil Agmal. What was tall or long? Tawil. So what's longer or taller? Atwal. 
طويل أطول What was clean? نظيف So what's cleaner or most clean? أدنف Careful, what's the root of نظيف? Which order? Oh. Remember the order. So what's the root? Let's go back to the root of نظيف. نظافة Okay, now put it into the أشرف pattern. أنظف That's it. It's a back door as well. أنظف That's it. نظيف أنظف So sometimes your brain switches the consonants without you even realizing it. We had a word meaning new. جديد So what's newer or most new? أجدد جديد أجدد And what did سعيد mean? Uh, happy or lucky? Yes. So what's happier or luckier? Hasaid. What's the root, first of all, of Saeed? Sa'ada. Yes. And make the ah, both of them short, the first one and the second one. Asad. That's it. Saeed. Asad. So here we've got new words already, just by putting descriptive words we already know into the Ashraf pattern. And then we've got the words for comparing. So let's use some of them now. How would you say, my brother is taller than me? Akhuya atwal minni. Akhuya atwal minni. How would you say to a man, is your daughter taller than your son? Bintak atwal min ibnu. What's ibnu? His son. Yes. So is your daughter taller than your son? Bintak atwal min ibnak. Bintak. أطول من ابنك. How would you say she's the tallest girl in the school? هي أطول بنت في المدرسة. هي أطول بنت في المدرسة. Who's the tallest boy in the school? مين أطول ولد في المدرسة. Yes. مين أطول ولد في المدرسة. How would you say my son is happy? ابني مبسوط. You could say Mapsut. Or Saeed. Yes, let's use Saeed for the moment. My son is happy, but my daughter's happier. Ibni Saeed, Bas Binti Asad. Yes, what are we going to... Okay, yes. Where did that come from? And what have you said is happier... Than him. Yes. Between Bas and Binti, what's naturally going to happen? Oh, a helping vowel. Yes. Ibni Saeed... بس بنتي أسعد منه. How would you ask a woman, can I have a cup cleaner than this, please? ممكن فنجان أنظف من ده من فضلك. ممكن فنجان أنظف من ده من فضلك. How would you say, this is the newest restaurant here. ده أجدد مطعم هنا. ده أجدد مطعم هنا. How did we say old when we were referring to buildings or things? Adim. Yes. Put that into the Ashraf pattern. What do we get? Ayim. What's the root? Let's look at the root. It's slightly more complicated because one of the root letters, Qa, we've dropped it. And it's and still it's dropped. Yes, yeah, still dropped in the Ashraf pattern, but it's a kind of uh, a little bit like you get in the middle of the pronunciation of Ba'a without the T's mm. in the middle. So 
that's going to come after the first ah sound, and then we're going to get the second root letter, which is da. Yeah, and then another ah, and then the third root, which is ma. Okay, so try that now. Adam. Nearly. Adam. Adam. Because you said a huh sound. We don't mm. need the huh. We just need a kind of short pause. Can we have it again? Adam. Adam. So how would you say the oldest mosque? Adam Masjid. Yes. This is the oldest mosque in Syria. Da Adam Masjid fi Syria. Da Adam Masjid fi Syria. How would you ask, is this the oldest mosque in Egypt? Da Adam Masjid fi Masr. Da Adam Masjid fi Masr. How did we say many or a lot or often we met this in the earlier courses Kitir? yes how did we say i go to the market often baruh kitir yes baruh kitir so if kitir means many a lot or often how do you think we would say more often or more or most Akhtar? Yes, we put it into the Ashraf pattern. Kitir, Akhtar. Akhtar, as well as meaning more often, also means more, Akhtar min, more than. So how would you say, I go to the market more often than my husband? Baro hisu Akhtar min gozi. Yes. Baro hisu Akhtar min gozi. How did we say, I like? Bahib. What's the root of that? Ha-ba-ba. Yes, so you've got to settle on the final b because it's a double sound. Bahib. So how would you say, I like rice more than potatoes? And in Arabic, you would tend to say the rice and the potatoes when you're talking in general. I like rice more than potatoes. Bahib il aktar min patates. We need il on both of them. And remember as well that r is one of the sounds that takes over the l of mm-hmm. il. And we need the il also with the batatis. So you're saying, I like the rice more than the potatoes. Mm-hmm. Try it again. Bahib eros akhtar min il batatis. Bahib eros akhtar min il batatis. How would you ask a, a woman, do you like... Pizza better than falafel. Betahibbi? Yes. Betahibbi el pizza akhtar min el falafel? Betahibbi el pizza akhtar min el falafel? Let's introduce another word here which is very important in Egypt and that's the word for river. Nahr. Nahr. Notice the h sound in the middle of the word, which is always slightly tricky for English speakers. We don't have a h as in hotel generally in the middle of a word. Nahr. So the river Nile, we're going to say river of, which we're chucking out the window, the Nile. Just as we said daughter of Samira to mean Samira's daughter. How did we say daughter of Samira, Samira's daughter? Bintis Samira. Yes. So how are we going to say the river 
Nile. Nile is in Nil. In Nil. Nahar Nil. Nahar Nil. How would we say then the Nile is the longest river? In Nil. Atwal Nahar. That's it. Oh yeah, that's the end, isn't it? <laughs> it is the end, yes. But we can add in Africa. Africa is Ifriqia. Ifriqia. So how would you say the Nile is the longest river in Africa? In Nile, Atwal Nahr, Ifriqia. There's no Al, though. It's just Ifriqia. Ifriqia. That's it. In Nile, Atwal Nahr, Ifriqia. Ifriqia is one of the words which keep the Qaf sound, like Musiqa. But it doesn't change into an uh, so we don't say ifriqiya. So, ifriqiya. So, following our two-for-one principle, when we applied the Kuwaiti pattern to make descriptive words out of nouns, how would you say African? Ifriqi. Yes. Ifriqi. And not only can you say African... You can also actually make a descriptive word in the Kuwaiti pattern out of the word river itself. So how would we make a descriptive word out of nahr? Nahri. Nahri. Uh, nahri uh, literally means uh, of the river. Obviously the river, the Nile, is very important in Egypt and has been for many, many years. We have, for instance, in Na'l, in Nahri. Na'l from the root Na'ala, to transport something, transporting goods or people up and down the river, something which has been going on for thousands of years, since the time of the pharaohs. These days it carries uh, tourists. But sailing up and down the river is not quite easy. There are some areas in the river where they have to bring in a specialist guide called Rayis Nahri. Rayas Nehri is chief of the river. So always remember that by using the Kuwaiti pattern, you can usually get two words for the price of one, if you like. Nahr, Nahri. You know Nahr, so you now know Nahri. Ifriqia, Ifriqi. Two words, again, to add to your vocabulary. A pattern we've already met in the earlier courses is the pattern we use for where something happens. For example, Mektab is the place where writing happens, and so office or study or desk, Mektab. Madrasa is from the root Da'rasa, meaning to do a study. Yes, and so Madrasa is a school, which is a place of study where studying happens. Can you think of any other words which seem to fit this pattern? Matam. Yes, matam, from the root. Ta-ra-ma. Yes, to do with food. It's a place of food. So matam means? Restaurant. Another one we've met is maskid. Although it has a slightly different vowel at the end, i, it's still basically the same pattern. Maskid, meaning mosque. What do you think the root there is? Sa-ga-da? Yes. And the root sa-ga-da has to do with prostration or kneeling down in prayer. 
So a mosque is a place where you prostrate yourself or you kneel down in prayer. So the root is put into what we'll call the madrasa pattern. We're adding ma, which is sometimes pronounced more like meh on the beginning, like mektab. It slides towards an e. And then we're putting the first and the second root together, madra and another a, and the third root, s in this case. And then the word can be masculine or can be feminine. Sometimes it's with samira and sometimes it's with samira, but it's the same basic pattern. Madrasa is feminine, mektab is masculine. So we've got an a or an i sometimes between the second and third, as in mazgid. You may have heard maghrib from the root ra-ra-ba, which is to do with the West generally. And uh, it is the place where the sun sets. Gharabba, to go west, or to set, or to go away. Morocco is uh, in Arabic, Al-Maghrib, because it's the most westward Arabic-speaking country from the perspective of an Arabic-speaking person. Al-Maghrib al-Arabi is the expression that uh, most Arabs would use for Morocco, Algeria and Tunisia. How would you say Moroccan? Maghribi. Yes, two for one again. So there's another example of a madrasa pattern, a place word. We can make one also from the root that we met to do with ruling or government. What was government? Hakuma. That's it. The root is? Hakama. Put that into the madrasa pattern. It is feminine this time. Put it into the madrasa pattern. Ha, ka, ma. And what do we get? Makhuma. Okay, we've got a ma on the beginning. That's right. But not the u. We've got another a. Listen to madrasa. Da, ra, sa, madrasa. Ha, ka, ma. Makama. The first consonant. So you need to hear that. Mahkama. So, a place of ruling, government, judgment, what do you think that might refer to? A parliament? Not quite. No, it okay. should be. <laughs> it's a court or a courthouse. Oh. Mahkama. So, how would you say, is this the courthouse? Di Mahkama. Is this the courthouse? Deal Mahkama. Deal Mahkama. Where's the courthouse? Al-Mahkama fain? Al-Mahkama fain? Or alternatively, fain al-Mahkama? How would you say the oldest courthouse? Adam. It's not a, it's just a pause, remember, like ba'a. It's a dropped qa, so it's... Adam. That's it. The oldest courthouse? Adam Mahkama. This is the oldest courthouse in the city. Di Adam Mahkama fil Medina. Di Adam Mahkama fil Medina. How did we say newest or newer? Agdad. This is the newest courthouse here. Di Agdad Mahkama Hina. Di Agdad Mahkama Hina. Another place word in the madrasa pattern we already know is mahal, meaning 
shop. In this case, the second and third root letters are the same and they're pronounced together. So instead of being mahlala, that's difficult to say, it's turned into mahal, mahal. So what's the root there? Halala. So is that related to halal meat? Uh, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's the same root, confusing. It is the same root. Mm. It's nothing to do with mm. it. Halal is from halala, to make legitimate. You halil, you halil, to make something legitimate. And that's where the uh, halal comes from. Something that has been slaughtered, an animal that has been slaughtered. Uh, according to the um, uh, Islamic uh, method. Occasionally, roots in Arabic have two apparently unconnected meanings, even though they are the same letters, they are in the same order. They sometimes have um, unconnected meanings, and this is an example of it, because here in Mahal, the Halala is actually to do with arriving somewhere after travel. So a shop, Mahal, means place it's come to mean shop as well um, but it's from an unconnected meaning of the root the legitimacy is going down a separate path and that does happen occasionally we can put a new root into a pattern we already know so we could put the root to which has to do with cooking into the madrasa pattern, but this time without the ah, it's not feminine, so it's going to be like mektab. To, ba, What will we get? Mektab. Careful of the order again. The first one is going to be which root? To. Yeah. And the second one? Was it? Oh, ba. ba. Yes, yeah. you switch the second and the third. Try it again. Metbach. That's it which means a place of cooking, when you can imagine perhaps what that might mean. Kitchen? Yes. (laughs) So, metbach is a kitchen. And how would you say the kitchen is very clean? Al-matbach, nadif, giddan. Al-matbach, nadif, giddan. How would you say, I saw him in the kitchen? How are we going to say, I saw? Shuft. That's it, because saw is one of the split stems in the past vase, the hollow verbs with hua, here, and humma going up one part of the split. So what would he saw be? Chef. Yes, the long air, and then all the others going up the other part of the stem, and the shorter one is shuf. So I saw, as you said, is... Shuft. And I saw him. Shuftu. That's it. If you want to be, you know, if you want to emphasize that it was I, then you can put the word for I first. Anna Shuftu. That's it. I saw him in the kitchen. Anna Shuftu Filmetbach. Anna Shuftu Filmatbach. How would you ask a female? Who's in the kitchen with your mother? Mean filmatbach ma ummik. Mean filmatbach ma ummik. How would we say the kitchen of the restaurant? Matbach 
المطعم مطبخ المطعم Now something to notice there you didn't say il on the first word you didn't say il matbakh you said matbakh il matam now that's right when you want to say the kitchen of the something in arabic you don't put il on the first one you stick them together so you say kitchen the restaurant and that means the kitchen of the restaurant so how would you ask somebody where's the kitchen of the restaurant where's the restaurant's kitchen matbakh el matam fin i would have said fin matbakh el matam i think to start with fin might be better somehow just sounds better sounds better another route we can put into the madrasa pattern is the route t h f it's the breathy h and the root's got to do with preciousness precious things t h f this is like maktab again it's masculine so put it into the pattern matkhaf matkhaf which is a place of precious things and what do you think that might mean a safe it's a good it's a very good idea yeah. it's more beautiful things uh, things of historic Palace? interest museum yes uh, it's a museum yes matkhaf matkhaf is a museum so how would you say the islamic museum matkhaf islam me oh, you've said an islamic museum oh okay if we wanted to say the islamic oh, museum el matkhaf el islami that's it el matkhaf el islami how would you ask where's the islamic museum el matkhaf el islami fin el matkhaf el islami fin alternatively fin el matkhaf el islami and how would you say as a female i don't know where the islamic museum is ana mish arfa el matkhaf el islami fin ana mish arfa el matkhaf el islami fin you've just said as a female i don't know which is literally i not knowing and then the question as it was before where is the islamic museum which means i don't know where the islamic museum is what about the egyptian museum how would you say that el matkhaf el masri el matkhaf el masri how would you say we want to visit the egyptian museum we want nauzin what's the word for we by itself ihna yeah now you have to pick up the word for want and send it through the farmer's gate but stay away from the vases so you don't want ni ihna auzin that's it but when you do the next word then you have to run to the other side of the room and pick up the verb to visit the stem and put the flower on for we nizur that's it so how do you say we want to visit ihna auzin nizur el matkhaf el masri yeah the Egyptian museum <laughs> very good say it all together once more as a sentence ihna auzin nizur el matkhaf el masri ihna auzin nizur el matkhaf el masri how would you say we didn't go to the museum so now we're looking into the past vase and it's another one with the split stem so how would you say we went first of all rohna yes 
you've picked up the right part of the stem. We've got a split stem with rah on one side for hua here and homma and roh on the other side. So rohna, we went. So what's we didn't go? Marohnesh. That's right. You've got the mash either side. Marohnesh. We didn't go to the museum yesterday. Marohnesh el matam. Where are we going? Or where didn't we <laughs> oh, go? Oh, sorry. Um, el mathaf. That's the one. Methaf. Methaf. Marohnesh el mathaf imber. Because my son was ill. Alashan ibni ken ayen. Marohnesh el mathaf imber. Alashan ibni. So we've got two new words from two new roots putting into a familiar pattern, metbach and methaf. Another very useful one is from the root la a b with an a as the second root, and that's the root to do with playing. If we put that into the place pattern, this time again it's not feminine, so it's like mektab. What do we get? Malab. Malab. Say it again. Malab. Yeah. Have the ah in the middle. Now, malab means playing place, and in fact can mean any number of things, can't yes, it? Yes. The root la'aba is uh, usually connected with playing. So, malab is a place where you play. This is a very useful one because all the sports activities... Uh, mostly have traveled into uh, Egyptian Arabic and kept their English names. For instance, Malab Tennis. <laughs> yeah, what do you think that means? Tennis court. Tennis court, yes. Malab Golf. Golf range. Yeah, so while, while in English you have court and uh, course and playing field playing fields and so on in arabic it's all one word for the place where you play so what is malab el madrasa playground the school playground that's right malab el awlad children's playground children's playground that's very good so the word malab plus a word that you already know from English will give you quite a number of uh, names of uh, playing fields and activities. So one word already means court, pitch, playing field, playground, and then in combination with loan words like tennis, golf, squash, malab squash, you've got a range of different pieces of vocabulary. So how would you ask somebody, where's the golf course? You're going to say course or playing place of, of the golf. Malab el golf fin. Malab el golf fin. How would you ask, is there a tennis court in the hotel? Fi malab el tennis. No, el tennis. Fi malab el tennis. Fifundo. Now we're saying a tennis court. Previously we were asking, where's the golf course? If you're asking, is there a tennis court, then you can just say court tennis rather than court the tennis would be the tennis court. Oh, okay. Court tennis would be a tennis court. So is there a tennis court in the hotel? Fi malab tennis fulfundo. That's it. And we're throwing the of out of the window in both cases. Malab el golf course 
of the golf, but we're throwing of out the window. So it becomes course, the golf. Malab, tennis, court of tennis, but we're throwing the of out the window again. But the difference is the ill, to turn it from the tennis court to a tennis court. You get rid of the ill as well. في ملعب تنس في الفندق. How would you ask? Is there a squash court in the town? في ملعب squash في المدينة. في ملعب squash في المدينة. My son wants to go to the children's playground. ابني عاوز يروح. That's good. You've picked up روح from the the stem from the present vase and put ي. On the front for hoa, but make it a bit longer. Yiro. That's it. My son wants to go to the playground. Ibni awiz yiro malab el awlad. Ibni awiz yiro malab el awlad. So how would we say a playground, a children's playground? Malab awlad. That's it. You see the difference. Malab awlad, malab el awlad. Children's playground, a children's playground, the children's playground. There are a number of other patterns that exist that you can put roots into, and each have their own meaning indicators. Each pattern is connected with a particular meaning. There's another one, for example, that's connected with a profession or something you do all the time, and that's where we get the word falah, falah. So can you see what's happened to the root there? What was the root? Fa la ha. Yes, it's the breathy ha again. Fa la ha. And Mahmoud explained that that was connected with the idea of prosperity, tilling. And getting uh, rewards for your labor. Now, when we put the root into the pattern which produces fa la We get somebody who does that as a profession, does it all the time. In other words, a farmer. So what are we doing to the root? What we're doing is we're doubling the middle root, and that's important. So the l has been doubled to become a double l, l. So we're going to hang around on that a bit. Between the first root and the doubled second root, we're putting a, and then we're putting a long a for la, for la. We can do the same with other roots that we know to produce the profession from the root meaning. What was the word for kitchen? Matbakh. Yes. And what's the root from that? Tabakha. Connected with? Cooking. Right. Put that into the falah pattern. Tabakh. Good. Tabakh. Notice we're hanging around now on the b because we've got we've doubled it. We've doubled the middle one. So this is someone who chef. Yes, cooks <laughs> as a profession. A cook, a chef. Tabakh. So how would you ask who's the chef here? Mean il tabakh. Ta is one of the ones that takes over the sound of the l in il. Oh, that's right. So who's the chef here? مين الطباخ هنا؟ مين الطباخ هنا؟ You see how in Egyptian Arabic the question actually tends to go up at the beginning and down at the end rather than up at the end. Listen once more. مين الطباخ هنا؟ Could you copy that intonation? مين الطباخ 
هنا الطباخ Yes, making sure that the ta takes over the la. Although if you say il tabakh, yes. it doesn't matter. No, it's not well, wrong. It's not wrong and it, it's just a nicety of, of pronunciation. And how would you say, my husband is a chef in Egypt? Gozi tabakh fi masr. Gozi tabakh fi masr. How would you say, my son is a chef in a large restaurant? Ibni tabakh. في مطعم كبير. ابني طباخ في مطعم كبير. Another one we can put into the فلاح pattern is from the root to do with working or being occupied. How did we say busy or being occupied? مشغول. And what was the root? شغالة. Right. You can put that now into the فلاح pattern to get the word for worker. شغال. The first vowel is like an a, and then hang around on the middle root because we're now doubling. This r is a consonant, just as a is, and we're doubling it. So it's <laughs> we're going to hang around on it. Listen. Shagel. Try it again. Shagel. That's it, meaning worker. You can also use it to say something is switched on. So you might say, El radio shagel. The radio is on. Yes, is is a worker. Is yeah, is working. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's it. You can use it for a worker or for something that's switched on or or working. Another one we can use comes from the word, the Arabic word for door, which is beb. Now beb is slightly unusual in that it's a hollow root. We met the hollow roots when we were looking at the verbs. We had verbs. In both the vases that had an obvious first and third root, like shuf, which becomes shaf or shuf in the past vase, and ruh, which becomes rah or rah in the past vase. Now, there you can see an obvious first and third root, sh, f, but the middle one has kind of disappeared into a vowel sound. Now, in those cases, and in the case of bab, where, again, you've got an obvious first and third root, both of which are... B? Yes. So here, the first and the third are the same, which can happen occasionally. But the middle one seems to have disappeared into a, a long vowel sound. But the middle root is actually w in all these cases. Sometimes it can be y, but in the case of bab and shuf and roh, The middle root sound is actually w, but it morphs, it changes into vowels. In some patterns, however, it reappears again. And in the falah pattern, the w is going to reappear again, and we're going to put b, w, b into our profession pattern, falah, to get bawab. That's it. Bawab. Which means what, do you think? Porter or a doorman? Doorman, yes. A doorman, yes. Doorman. Doorman, yes. Uh, what about, for instance, gamel? A beautician. Mo oh, I was going to say a model. What is the root? Gamala. Yeah, that is one as an example like we had before with the halal meat of one root having two separate meanings, entirely unconnected. The word gamal. Means what? Camel. 
camel. Yes. And this is where Gamel comes from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Not a model, then. It's a lovely guess. Yes, it's a very good guess. Um, so it actually means... A camel attendant or someone who uh, herds camels or raises them or something. The pattern could also describe something that is a long-term feature of a person. So you might say, for instance, walada, uh, from the root walada, which means to give birth. So hiya walada, she's a prolific uh, producer of children. Zanana <laughs> uh, is to make a sound similar to that of a bee or a, uh, a common housefly, like that. Zanana, usually uh, used to describe a whinger, someone who is constantly <laughs> talking about the same thing. <laughs> now, you know the root arafa, uh, to know. Araf is used to describe a soothsayer, a palm reader, or somebody who tells the fortune. So there's an interesting pattern connected with profession that we can remember as being the falah pattern. Another interesting pattern is connected with the instrument of an action. In other words, the thing that you would use to perform an action. So, for example, muftah is a key. Muftah. Now, the mu is part of the pattern. Muftah. So, what do you think the root is then? Fataha. And what do you think that root is connected generally with the meaning of? Opening. Yes. Fataha is connected with the meaning of opening. M on the front and a between the second and third roots produce muftah, the instrument of opening, in other words, a key. Muftah. So how would you say, where's my key? Muftahi fein. Muftahi fein. How would you say, I saw your key here, talking to a man? Shuft muftahak hina. Why are we adding ena, do you think? Because you perform the action, but you're also talking to someone else. So there's two people involved in one sentence. It's good to... Not quite. It's more no. because shuft, if you remember in our past oh, vars, yeah. it's partly to emphasize that it's I, but it's partly because shuft by itself can also mean what? You as a man. Sort. Yes. Mm. Shuft. Remember, I and you, male, hold hands in the past vase. So, shuft can mean I saw or you saw as a man. So, if you just said shuft il-muftah, then we wouldn't really know if you were saying I saw the key or you saw the key. Have you seen the key? Well, also? if it's a question, yeah. yes. Shuft, shuft il-muftah. Mm. How would you say the key of the door, remembering what we do with of? Muftah el bab. Muftah el bab. How would you say to a female, did you see the door key? Shufti muftah el bab. Shufti muftah el bab. And how would you answer, yes, I, I saw the door key in the kitchen? Aywa, and a shuft muftah el bab fil matbach. Aywa, and a shuft muftah el bab fil matbach. While we're on the root, fataha, 
if that is the root connected with opening, how would we say opened in the Mahmoud pattern? Maftuch. That's it. And that's the word that you use in Arabic when you're saying, is the shop open? Then you use this Mahmoud word, opened. Is the shop opened? Is our equivalent of, is the shop open? So how would you ask, is the shop open? El Mahal Maftul. What's the root for open? Fataha. That's it. Maftuh. Yes. Try it again. El Mahal Maftuh. That's it. El Mahal Maftuh. Fataha is something that you use to open uh, like a can opener. Same uh, pattern as Walada. Fataha. Something you use for opening. But a different kind. So miftah is a key. Different kind of opener. Fatah is a, yes, a bottle opener or a can opener. This pattern connected with the instrument of an action is one of the less common patterns, but it's still common enough to be interesting and to allow you to unpick various words that you hear and to weave your own. And there are some more fairly common words in this pattern, aren't there? Uh, yes, there is, for instance, monshar. From the root nashara to saw. So a monshar is a saw. We also have uh, muzmar from the root zamara, which uh, means to blow into a flute or a wind instrument. So muzmar is a flute. Munfech from the root nafacha is something that fills. Uh, something else with air. A so pump? A pump. That's it. Very good. So that's another interesting pattern. And then there are a few more. One of my favorites is the pattern connected with being an expert of an action, an expert in doing something. So we can use a pattern and a root, and the, result, the resulting meaning is that you do something well. So I'll give you the pattern and the root, and let's see if we can create some words here. The pattern is that you add a after the first root and e between the second and the third, but you also have to double the second root. A, e, with a double letter in the middle. Now you remember our winning pattern, kazben, kazben, which had the root Kasaba. Yes, which is connected with winning. That's why we called it the winning pattern. Or earning, actually, earning, winning. Now we're going to put this into the pattern for being an expert, which is a, e, and double the middle one. And what are we going to get? Kasbin. Nearly. Get rid of the n sound. On kasben, you remember the n was not part of the root, it was part of the pattern. The mm -hmm. root is ka sa ba. So ka, that was right. And now we want. Oh, is it kasib? That's it. Kasib. You're an expert at earning. What kind of English phrase would be the equivalent? Tycoon. <laughs> Very close. A high earner, we might say. Yeah. A high earner. Kasib. How would you say he, he's a high earner? Who uh, kasib? Mm -hmm. uh, what about shagil? You've met the root shagala, connected to work. So 
Sharil is someone who what? Works really hard. Who works really hard. A hard worker. Sharil. He's a hard worker. You've met la'aba, connected with playing. So, la'ib might be. Sports star. Yes, a very <laughs> good player of a certain game. You've met uh, Sharaba, connected with drinking, so somebody who drinks a lot. Uh, Sharib is, he likes his drink, and he drinks a lot, and he maybe he knows his wines or whatever it is. But you could be Sharib Shay also, couldn't you? Yes, if you, you drink 25 cups of mm. tea every day, you're a Sharib Shay. <laughs> Guess this one, Habib. Is it um, somebody who has a lot of amorous relations? Yes, exactly <laughs> so. Exactly, a sort of Casanova, a sort of serial <laughs> lover. Habib. So just always bear in mind that in that pattern, you have to double the middle root sound. So there is a difference, say, between Habib and Habib. Habib, like we said, is a serial lover, and Habib is just a lover. Or darling, uh, Habibi is my darling, my dear. And the discovery of these kind of patterns is what makes Arabic so interesting and what allows you to unpick what you hear and allows you also to experiment putting roots into these different patterns and allows the Arabic language itself to constantly update itself to incorporate new concepts by using these patterns with new roots and even with loan words, as we will see later on. We're going to be looking at some other patterns now, word patterns, this time specifically connected with plurals. Speakers of most languages, native speakers, have a plural antenna which responds to certain stimuli or stimuluses, if you like. And there <laughs> is an example. Our English antenna will respond mainly to the sound S or the letter S if you're writing it down or ES sometimes on the end of a word. And we will instinctively know when we hear that, that somebody is talking about something plural, door, doors box, boxes. Our antenna will move and pick that up. It will also respond to some other endings. And there was an example, stimuli. Our antenna will twitch a little bit there, thinking that's, that sounds like a plural. I think I know that as a plural. And some internal sounds, a few internal sounds like lice, mice, dice, will also make our antennas twitch a little bit. So if you imagine that the Arabic antenna will also react to certain stimuluses, but they will be different stimuluses and they'll work in a slightly different way. Some of them are external, as we've seen in the earlier courses, such as the endings in that we saw with people when they went through the Falahin gate, the farmer's gate, and the ending et, which Arabic speakers will recognize as a plural ending. And native speakers will hear these patterns and they will immediately think plural. The external ones can only be used in some cases in Arabic. The een ending we've seen is only for people. Felahin. And not only that, it can only be used with some words that are used for people. And we will gradually pick up on the 
type of words it can be used with. So it can be used, generally speaking, with the words that describe profession that we've just been looking at. So we have, he's a farmer, would be... Their farmers would be... And likewise with the word for cook, which was a profession word we met, which was... That's it. So how would you say cooks? Don't change the first vowel sound. That's it. It's the back Tabakhin. So how would you ask a group, are you the cooks? Into tabakhin. The cooks, are you the cooks? Into itabakhin. Into itabakhin. How would you ask, why aren't the cooks in the kitchen? Itabakhin mesh matbakh le. Yes. You put it the right way around, but the cooks are, has gone out the window, not in the kitchen. Why? Why tends to come at the end? We can also use een with words in the kazben pattern. So how did we say upset? Zalen. How would we ask, is she upset? And what about they're upset? How would you say, I don't understand why they're upset as a woman? So another case of you saying, I don't understand, why are they upset? And it becomes, I don't understand why they are upset. 